welcome to Ask Pastor Christian. Hi, my name is Christian Garcia, pastor of Trinity Reformed Presbyterian Church in Montrose, Colorado. And today we retake our exploration of some of, some of the debates of the Westminster Assembly. This time we will talk about the debates regarding chapter 3 concerning the decree of election. And there is a reason I have chosen this specific debate on the assembly. The decree of God in Reform and Presbyterian circles has always been a key aspect of our theology. While Lutheran theologians rest the whole building of their theology on justification, the Reformed couldn't rest until they traced everything back to God himself. And so the decree of God is a very important heading of doctrine in our Westminster Confession of Faith. Yet, as important as that doctrine is, the Westminster Assembly had a great variety of opinions about it. In fact, the debates regarding the doctrine occupied 16 sessions, embracing almost three months of work. Robert Bailey, one of the theologians of the Assembly, observed that the debates regarding the decree of God were long and tough, yet they reached a felicitous ending. It seems then that the whole assembly already anticipated disagreements and argumentation regarding the subject. And because of that, the committee that worked on the wording of the article leaned heavily on a previous confession, namely the Irish Articles. This is very important. It shows us how much the theologians of the assembly relied on their confessions. So much so that they were more than willing to simply adopt the language of previous confessions in order to bring about consensus on the debates if that would help the cause and advance orthodoxy. Perhaps the most interesting of all of the debates in the assembly inside this article of the decree of God has to do with a very old theological disagreement between the logical order of the decree of God as we can understand it with our human minds. The decree of God, to put it in a simple, in a simple way, has to do with everything that God has decided will happen in time and space in eternity past. That is, before anything existed, God had a plan for everything and anything. This decree includes the salvation of some and the damnation of others. The heated debates concentrated upon a difference of understanding uh, of the logical order of this decree. That is, the way in which we human beings understand the decree and not the way the decree of God actually happened, since that would be impossible for us to determine. Now, some theologians in the assembly wanted to make fine distinctions inside this decree. That is, to distinguish between a decree to elect people to salvation, and then another decree to allow the fallen to sin, and then yet another decree to leave people into their sins. Inside this group was people like Edmund Calamy. Another group affirmed that the assembly should speak about only one and single decree and nothing else. In this group was found people like Jeremiah Whitehacker. And yet, 
there was another group questioning whether the assembly should make that distinction and put it in words in a confession of faith. In this group were found people like Samuel Rutherford and George Gillespie, and they were concerned about the usefulness of falling into those fine details inside a confession of faith, which is, as we have seen before, a consensus document. Now, if you are kind of lost in the meaning of this debate and the words being used, please do not fret. I recognize that the debate was difficult and highly theological. But if I were to try to summarize it, I would say that the crux of the debate was an attempt to make justice to scriptures by affirming the sovereignty of God in every area of creation and history, including human salvation or damnation, while at the same time affirming that God is not the author of sin or that God is pushing people into hell. As you can imagine, this was a very important debate. The wording of the Westminster Confession of Faith, however, presents the final wording after much consideration and debates. It is a well-thought and carefully crafted article, where God's sovereignty is highlighted and praised in the salvation of the elect, and at the same time speaks about the reprobation of the non-elect in a way that instills awe in us, since it calls attention to God's right to withhold mercy to fallen sinners as he pleases. In other words, the article on the decree moves us to consider in all the wonderful mercies of God in our salvation, since the whole humanity was lost in their sins and misery, and none of us deserved to be saved. To put it in a simple way, what is surprising is not that people are going to hell, since all of us deserve that. Rather, the surprising thing is that God has chosen to give us salvation in Jesus Christ and that he did so while we were still his enemies, as the Apostle Paul affirms. And yet at the same time, the confession of faith affirms that those who are not saved are not saved, not because of God, but because he simply refrained from showing mercy to them. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next week, we will explore one of my favorite debates of the assembly. But in the meantime, please don't forget to send me your questions to trinityreformedmontrose at gmail.com. Again, that is trinityreformedmontrose at gmail.com. Until the next time, blessings in Christ.